Okay, how do we get these things started? God, how do we start our podcast now? Uh, I I actually wanted to say I have a new game that I got uh, over the Whoa. holidays that I would like to try. It's called the voting game. <laughs> what? <laughs> what fun gifts you get? I do get fun gifts. I got this gift for myself. <laughs> oh, that's. <laughs> <laughs> she gets and gives fun. <laughs> Still a good gift. That Abby, what a what a good gift giver. It was on it was on sale at the game store, so I bought it for myself because I wanted to use it for this show. <laughs> So uh, basically, now I'm going to pull a card. It's going to have a statement on it. And we're all going to vote on which of our characters and or which of us as players we think the card best describes. Oh, okay. Ooh. Oh. Well, I don't know. We could apply this to Galarian. Uh, this, this card is who do we think has gone the furthest in the back of a taxi? <laughs> or carriage? Hmm. Pippa, probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably Pippa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, can we define what furthest means? Like, are we talking bases or are we talking like <laughs> distance? Oh, god, I didn't even go there. Oh, I, <laughs> oh, okay, I was thinking bases, I was thinking sexually. Oh, wow, I did not. I mean, know. still Pippa, yeah, still, still Pippa, Pippa <laughs> You have to find something to do on your long oh, trips, maybe Bayani getting there. <laughs> Maybe a tie between Bionic. No, and definitely Pippa. not a Braxis. <laughs> Braxis just needs a bush. Hell, he doesn't even need a bush. <laughs> Open field is fine. Enjoy the view. I don't think Fiat's ever ridden in a carriage. <laughs> I think she just rides her horse everywhere. That makes sense. <laughs> so she's gone the furthest on top of a horse. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Lady Godiva. which two characters would have the hardest time being roommates after this quest is over oh Oh. Manette and Bayani (laughs) (laughs) because Manette does not trust that hoe (laughs) I was going to say is it a cop out if I say Bayani and anyone (laughs) yeah I, I think my audience would be the fun get the fun roommate for about a month and then everybody be like, oh, I'm fucking tired of this shit. We don't trust Why him. Why are you putting the fucking so... forks pointing down in the dishwasher? Up, up. Yeah. Spoons and forks up. Knives down. He broke the garbage disposal again. Okay. <laughs> I, I Fiat Fiat would probably like not have a problem with Bayani as a roommate. I'm about to say you're the only one. Because like literally like she she's like stupid and loves chaos so she'd probably also be a really bad roommate perfect perfect together well it'd be funny Heidi because there would be no house after a month it would just be gone so we would be bad roommates we would be bad roommates for each other because we would have no place to live (laughs) but there'd be some beautiful eye candy from both of us for whoever we bring on home (laughs) honestly probably yeah so fair listeners uh what you probably don't realize is that even though it has we are in probably about we're a few episodes into the season um i can't know i don't know exactly off the top of my head how far we are into the season this is the first time we have recorded 
an FWP episode in six months. So, Logan, it is great to see your wonderfully blurry face. Uh, I'm blurry? Oh, sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, I'm in the witness protection program. Don't call me Logan. Uh Logan. 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 Uh, so we are uh, we probably a wee bit rusty, but we're excited to be back. God, it feels so good to see all of you in one place. And, and by all of you, I mean Logan, just Logan. Uh, Don't call me that. You fairly re- Logan. Uh, Logan. Recently. Logan. Logan. I'll do a voice change too. <laughs> uh, so say hello, fantastic people. Uh, welcome back. Hi. 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 <laughs> what Hi. what is up? Hi. Hey girl. Hey, hey girl. girl. <laughs> hey I, guys. Uh, <laughs> I'm super jazzed. I'm super jazzed to be back at it and I am also super jazzed to be playing and not GMing cuz I am going to get payback mm-hmm. on Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking brace yourself, bro, because I am going to come at you with every squirrely idea I can think of. Hell yeah. And make you rewrite the game mechanics to accommodate it. (laughs) (laughs) Bring it on. I I love this energy. I want more of this energy in our games. Uh, I also have come off of six months of being able to be squirrely, so my squirreliness will probably flow into my GMing. So that should be fun as well as as well but for now let's pick up with the game shall we i believe jess you have something you want to say for about manette story wise yeah this is this is a special story about the time that manette spent inside uh her secret little world (laughs) um fighting a war (laughs) i'm so excited yes lay it on me it's it's nice and brief uh, and, and, and brisk, so here we go. 11 months. That was the length of Manette's test. One moment she was in Irison, the next she had appeared with Odessa in an icy city under siege, a place neither of them recognized. Things moved at a blinding pace upon their arrival. She'd been met by the queen of this place at first as an enemy, then as a holy warrior sent to turn the tides. Alongside Odessa, she led assault after assault against the enemy. First the necromancers, then the vampires, then what little remained of the main force. And in the end, the war was won. The queen, with her own hands, set about restoring her broken cities, and Odessa and Minette worked right along with her until there was nothing left to be done. In the eleventh month, the world grew quiet and calm for Odessa and Minette. They both turned to ruminating. Minette became absorbed in nostalgia for the first time in her life, and rather than meditating, she spent her mornings thinking. She thought back to the warm, sun-baked sands of Osirian, the laughs of her aunts and father, the taste of baked yam. She thought back to meeting Hyacinth, her best friend, and Pav, her mentor, to joining them around the fire along with the members of her caravan for drinks and songs and dancing. She thought back to waking to the sunrise and sitting in silent reflection next to Abraxas, trading blows with him as they trained, then trading jokes over breakfast. She thought back to Pippa's witty quips and dashing smile, how she played so tough but was always ready with a word of comfort. And she thought back, most of all, to when they were all together, fighting or laughing or simply sitting in silence. 
She often saw a distant look on Odessa's face and knew that she, too, was remembering and longing for those days. So it was that though she was unsure of how they would return, Manette became determined to try, and they began preparations to find a way home. It was then, as the world breathed a sigh, its wounds finally healing, that Kepri showed his hand. With the morning sun, a man appeared, tall and lean, with a quick smile and golden eyes, and the truth was laid bare. The war had been both trial and training. With that revelation, the landscape faded to nothing, then reformed as a lush garden overflowing with flowers. Pogo revealed that Kepri had sent them to congratulate her, and to tell her it was time to move forward. Manette came to understand that the entirety of their stay in the gem had been mere days in the outside world. Further, Pogo explained that her path, laid by Kepri and by fate, was now to lead her away from Odessa. Anger and confusion gave way to shock, then sadness, then resigned understanding. As they had toiled in a constructed realm divorced from reality, the world had continued to turn, and they each had new threads to follow. Pogo assured them they would not be apart forever, but it did little to soothe the pain. They'd had one another for nearly a year, one year of fighting together, living together, struggling together. Their bond had been forged through pain and death and hard work, and now they had to say goodbye. Three days, that was how long they had before it was time to leave. Within the garden, Manette and Odessa found the stone pylons that lined the entrance to a small temple. Inside, they walked and talked for what time they had left. Sometimes, they sat by the reflecting pool in the courtyard and made ripples in the surface with their toes. Other times, they stood before the scarab statue inside, or ran their hands along the reliefs carved into the walls, reading the stories told there with their fingers. Manette did not pray until the final day, and when she did, she cursed Kepri and cursed fate. But still, she felt the warm glow of his light within her, and gritted her teeth, preparing to take the next step on her path. When it came time to say goodbye, they stood in the garden, bathed in moonlight, hands clasped until the final moment. They smiled at one another as a glow filled the air, bumping their foreheads together. There was nothing left to say, and everything left to say. But as the world dissolved around her, Manette had only a handful of words. I'll see you again soon. I promise. You have reached the final leg of your journey on Triaxis. After a grueling week of repelling evasions, traveling through wastelands, and crossing ancient crevices, along the way, you have gained many friends and allies, including the mysterious Fia from another plane, but have also suffered losses, including the recent death of Andromeda. Despite this, you continue on, bearing the mark of Baba Yaga and guided by Baknarla, who has now left your group to return a relic to her people. Emerging from the crevasse, you see you find yourself in the domain of Rax, the white dragon warlord and lord of the howling storm. The ivory glass, your destination, sits on an immense glacier at the bottom of a deep shaft known as a molin. You have entered the, the area from the south wall, 25 feet up, in a seemingly unguarded section. It is unclear why your pursuers have stopped following you but you suspect it may be due to Baknarla's fairy rings, or maybe because some kind of trap left. After all, there are plenty of trees in the area for log traps to be set. The fortress is imposing, with walls carved from solid glacial ice that rises 30 feet in the air, 
and seemed to be almost 30 feet thick in some areas, though possibly hundreds of feet thick in others. What do your companions decide to do? And just to give you a visual of what you're looking at, uh, you can't see much of it, but you can at least see the dimensions. Angel, you made a face, so I shared a a little snippet of what a mullen is. Okay. In the chat. It's basically a giant shaft in a glacier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was like, I wonder, I can't remember what game it was because we had the plinths. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, plinths. This one. So uh, imagine this. this shaft. This, there's this giant fortress that mm-hmm. is basically sunk down into the shaft in a glacier, and the building itself, it. the building itself is carved out of a glacier. The fortress Ooh. itself. Uh, so to give you an idea, this place is kind of cool. Uh, I have to admit, super cool. Literally uh, spot for a fortress. Cool. <laughs> yeah, this thing is well protected. Uh, if you had not gotten Bucknarla's help, you probably would have had to fly from above. And everybody would have saw you, and that would have been much more troubling of an experience. <laughs> so, what do you all wish to do? Well, as I recall, we ended last time with uh, inside of like a uh, a vent tunnel vent. Yes, and that tunnel vent took you into this molen. Um, yeah. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gosh, oh my gosh, it's been so long since I've actually played this character. I'm trying to remember, like... I will also remind you, just because it's fun, is Manette is chibi version right now, mm-hmm. because could not fill oh, the shaft yeah. at full size. <laughs> <laughs> and because uh, Pippa shrinks all shrinks people to halfling size, not down one size, Manette uh, is the same size as Pippa, <laughs> yeah, which is adorable. <laughs> A reasonable size. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let me just size. create another version of my my sheet here <laughs> in case anything should happen. <laughs> I am small. So we're we're in this tunnel. Are there any like are there any openings in it or is it just a tunnel moving forward? Uh it just came out you came out so you're in the shaft of ice, right? Uh, so you uh-huh. came out into that shaft, basically. So imagine okay. a shaft that's 200 feet down. You guys okay, are all right. tw- 25 feet up from the floor of up. that shaft okay. uh, in on the south portion of it. And within that giant shaft is this fortress. Is Okay. So, all right. All right. Sorry. I, my brain was having a hard time actually like wrapping. So I'm picturing Indiana Jones... The Last Crusade, they're coming through that, what, crescent ravine and that temple's hidden and they're coming into it and it's huge. That's kind of like yeah. the vibes I'm getting. Yes, yes. That, that, only bigger. Dang. Um, Manette's going to crouch, even though she doesn't really need to because she's chibi. But she's going to whisper to everyone, uh, I think it might behoove us to take a look around the area. Not... I mean, from where we are, try and stay a little out of sight for the moment and look around in case there are patrols or anything like that. Yeah. And there are plenty of like mounds of snow and stuff for you and like shafts, uh, shafts, say it again, uh, like icicles coming out of the ground, stalag, I don't know what you call stalagmites, stalagmites. 
when they come out of the ground. Yeah, stalagmite crystal, ice crystals you can hide behind and stuff. So uh, if you do that, though, I will need you all to roll me a um, stealth. I'm going to recommend to Bayani that he stays where he is. (laughs) Oh, why why do you say that, little Manette? (laughs) Well, you've told me before that you're not... um, great at sneaking uh, I actually have a plus 10 stealth oh wait so I guess I, I misremember <laughs> never mind then I'm not gonna when we are <laughs> Bayani uh, looks at his winter habit he's like my religious accoutrement actually makes <laughs> me more invisible in the snow so thank you and he sits down and disappears oh <laughs> That feels backwards, but okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Only in the snow. Only in the snow. Uh, all right. Cool. Then. All right. Fine. Does anybody else, would it behoove us all to be invisible? Because she raises her hands and kind of wiggles her fingers. I can make it happen. Well, I... Um, probably, I think, yeah. Uh, so for the scene, I'm picturing Abraxas just kind of a little away from folks, just kind of taking in this entire uh, scene the the fortress made of gla- he feels like at home but also is that kind of like that danger um and he turns around like um the invisibility definitely would be best i uh, we don't want to be detected early on i can get a lay of the land safely um i've can turn into a native creature uh, that won't Call, uh, raise any alarms I, I what do you folks think if I just survey you know just do uh, uh, a rounds around the the fortress and see if I can give us any sort of advantage I, I can move in pretty pretty stealthily as a fox or, or maybe perhaps the owl because I'll I can't imagine a fox would sneak in to this moulin um so it might be, you know, we could turn you invisible. You fly around as the owl, check things out, return. And, and if somebody happens to see through your invisibility, for for example, you won't uh, cause as much of a stir if you're just an owl. <laughs> I, I would be more comfortable with that option as well if you're going out on your own. All right. Um... And then GM question, kind of with a kind of that new connection with Triaxis, what would be a native flying, you know, creature kind of native to this area that I could kind of feel through my my newly formed connection with Triaxis, you think, Dustin? I'm actually glad you asked that because I was thinking about this as you were having this conversation. Uh, as you are as you are imagining like the creature that you would most like to be on Galarian would be like an owl or something similar to that nature. You, your, your body starts to slowly shift. And what you turn into is this brilliant white uh, bird that looks more like a macaw than an owl. So like oh. kind of like a parrot like creature. So this, this is the native owl of, of Galarian is this, Neat. is this creature that, that, you know, looks like a, kind of like a macaw or a parrot and just uh, uh, only bright, brilliant white. Um, That's fun. Including, 
What's cool also is the beak is not like your typical beak. It's actually made of ivory. Oh. So it, it, cool. it's a lot it's a lot more oh. of like like you realize that it probably needs this strong beak to to peck through ice. Like oh, kind of like a woodpecker. Cool. So it uses that to do that. Um, but Very yeah, cool. that's what you are. Neat. I'm picturing the 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 Willow Finn Rizal transformation where it, <laughs> <laughs> he turns into a bird, so he like puffs up since it's a, a newer one, and he doesn't use this ability very often. Uh, he definitely needs to practice it more. So uh, there's definitely crunching, snapping, and all sorts of uncomfortable gooey noises before <laughs> he settles in, um, and uh, does a little bird bird hop up to up to Pippa um, and while while Pippa's turning him invisible Manette's just gonna whisper you know contingency if if you're caught and they do start you know attacking you or anything um, try and swoop back as close as you can and uh, we'll come get you does a little nod Bionni puts out his fist. Stay safe, bro. <laughs> Does the little peck, the little puck, 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 like a crack, <laughs> trying to crack open a walnut. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Pippa, Pippa taps you with her wand of invisibility. Okay, I'm going to take off. As as you do that, how does uh, Thea react? Because I don't think Thea has seen this well, maybe because you've you've been paying attention to him in the other plane. Uh, although Abraxas hasn't done this too much, I, other than his the wolf form. The first time we did it was in that moon thing glade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had the gem by then? Or was it before we got the gem with the moon beast? Uh, the moon beast oh, was where know. you got the gem. So... Because we were checking out the garden, like the herb garden. So I don't know if the gem was before that or after that. Uh, the gem was with when you fought the moon beast. Oh, okay. so uh, that was that was the first time you saw it. So, so uh, <laughs> chaos, chaos person that I am, I kind of just want to like have Fia just like have wandered off. <laughs> oh, but I'm not <laughs> going to. <laughs> I mean, you totally can do that if, if you, you want. Uh, <laughs> where'd the new babe go? <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I, I like to think that she starts wandering off and like Minette grabs her. <laughs> even yeah, Minette just her. shoots a hand out casually. She's so used to wrangling people by now. <laughs> <laughs> she gives her, she gives Fia a shiny object to look at. <laughs> Here, look at this. <laughs> Check out this game I have. <laughs> Highlights. <laughs> Play on your Nintendo. <laughs> highlights for kids. <laughs> highlights for highlights for ki- highlights tots. At least give her highlights uh, for adults. The, the, that's, al- <laughs> that's always a, that's a long joke. Uh, Abby had a had a barbarian like character in our, ga- our game before all of this, and uh, that was the joke was to give the character highlights. Highlights magazines. magazines. <laughs> just to, just to keep Grimgore occupied. Uh, <laughs> You know, he where he couldn't, where he couldn't get in the way, he couldn't be, couldn't, <laughs> couldn't disrupt the plans. <laughs> uh, but hi, baby, no, Fia... I missed that boy. <laughs> Fia, 
probably just looks like looks up from her copy of highlights for kids and uh, <laughs> watches watches Abraxas transform and just lets out a low whistle like I'm not gonna whistle on for for people's ears but lets out this low <laughs> whistle and it's like oh that's a mighty strange bird she swishes her tail and looks back at the magazine <laughs> all right well well then Abraxas will will take off um, probably a little ungainy at first but uh, definitely more used to the owl owl wings yeah and the wingspan of this creature it's really weird like when you you realize as you unfold your wings there's like an inner set of wings that fold out so your wingspan is like twice as big as what you expect uh, and uh, you realize that it's probably the catch because we are in a, a snowy tundra where the winds are a little higher. So the the wings have to expand out so that it can use those to help uh, y- use expense less energy flying through the flows of the wind. Basically, I uh, can glide a lot farther. Um, okay. So, yeah, uh, you launch out. How high in the air do you want to go and what do you do? I want to make a, um, I, okay, hold on. Let me zoom out of this map here really quick and draw on it. I want to basically strafe it, uh, doing, you know, the normal kind of gl- flyover that you see birds do. Like, I, um, see, there's a lot of likes when I lived at the ranch, you know, the ducks always over the rice field and the geese. Well, here in Sacramento, I feel like there's always, always geese just kind of doing their casual fly. I want to do a casual fly over. Oh, wow. That did not work on the standby. I'll just do the direction. That's, that's a very drunken line there. <laughs> <laughs> but a, basically a this direction. A big <laughs> full of uh, ale. No, just do a fly over directly over it for the first initial uh, flyover, just to kind of like drone drone mode, just kind of flying over by observing, um, okay. and then once there, then doing a and let's see at the top of the map, then kind of doing an aerial uh, fly around the the fortress. So I'm gonna let you know at because you're you guys are 25 feet up and the fortress is 30 feet up and then it kind of domes up to a center point. So if you want. Um, you can as you fly up you realize there's kind of like a perch right there at the center of the dome where you might be able to rest for a second and kind of get a good 360 view of everything definitely Um, i want to take in as much data as possible so if there's like a good perch location hell if there's like a window you know uh you know birds sometimes come up to windows if there's like a good perching window to kind of peek in um if um since uh you know, since this form it was kind of like gifted through triaxis, it might be a little ballsy, but if there's, if I see maybe guards specifically on lunch, maybe they're eating or something where I do the bird thing and come in, like peck on a couple of, I know it's ballsy, but get a couple of like crumbs and then like fly away startled and act kind of like a bird. And just in case I pick up any conversations. Roll, go ahead and roll me a perception when you get to the top of this dome thing, and I will I will I'll explain what you see. Okay. Okay. Brace yourself for this bonus. Um, for this bonus, so that's going to be forty-two. 
shit. <laughs> hey, starting off strong. Yay. Watch Yay. when we get into combat. You know it's going to be a bunch of like 11. Was it? No, 18. No, that's only an 18. Okay, well, that's pretty close to ba- backs. Uh, yeah, so you're... You, you you love... Like, these these eyes are like... Oh, yeah. Not only did the eyes of Eagle, but the eyes of this bird just give you such a great view of everything. And you see up and down the shaft. And what you see is about every 50 feet up, there is a... Um, there is basically a team of drakes flying in one, like there'll be like 50 feet up the one set of a team of drakes, like five drakes uh, going in a clockwise direction. And then another 50 feet up, there'll be another team of drakes going in a counterclockwise direction. And they're they're made to basically try to cover down the shaft. Um, You luckily have cleared. There is only one about 25 feet up from where you currently are at. Um, and they, they, this shaft is so big. It takes them about 30 minutes to make the whole circle around the shaft. Oh, wow. Uh, they're not going super quick either. It's very mm-hmm. slow and methodical. But what you also notice is down on the ground, you see, uh, pause while I look up what it was in my notes. You see two war hydras. Remember those lovely creatures? Oh, yeah. Going, oh, how could I going, forget? <laughs> going in a counterclockwise direction. And the difference is they are not hauling a giant siege tower. So they actually have full mobility. Uh, but they are also moving equally at pretty slow. It takes them about 30 minutes to make the whole circumference. Because they are kind of following the circumference of the... They're like in the middle between where the fortress is and the wall of this molin, um, and that's a pretty large distance. Um, they, you do see there is an entrance at the front here, uh, or on the I'm sorry, at the northeast of the of the fortress, and then I'll highlight it here right now. Um, so you know that you could go there. That is that seems to be the only entrance. Uh, flying over from the south walls you notice there are no windows or at least what you oh. would imagine if there are windows what they are are they're they're carved like maybe you know obviously they're not going to want open windows of this fortress because it's freaking cold out here uh so if you if anything what it probably is is these this giant glacial wall they've probably just thin the wall in some areas you know where like so light could shine through but okay. there's no like easy visibility in and out of the, of the fortress uh so it looks like from what you've seen the only vantage point of inch or the only entrance point is in that in that northeast section of the fortress but you do believe that if you got to this this front point here um, and you can't see what's over here yet you, from your vantage point, unfortunately. You just don't have visibility to there. All you see are basically these two little tower things that are in the front that look like guard towers of some sort. Uh, but you know that the patrol is far enough away that if you did have any kind of skirmish there or if there were any kind of guards there, it's most likely not going to attract the patrol as long as you um, as long as you time your t- time it right. Okay. So right here, the pinging is probably like, does this appear to be the only point of entrance? Yes. Okay. Okay. And then other than the 
aerial patrols and the war hydra patrols. There's no other personnel that I saw. No. And and you think they're all far enough away that you're not going to like... Like, let's say if you skirmish the work or patrol flying above, the only way you would attract the attention of the other patrols because of the way they're spread out um, is if they, like, did a war horn or something to draw attract action to themselves. So okay. there, there is, you are lucky that way and you wouldn't, like, attract everybody in this thing. You also do know, notice that there is a cavern... Uh, on the other side, a back side of this, and you go. You got a you got a high enough perception check. You hear very clearly the sounds of potentially thousands and oh, thousands God. of Drakeland army, uh, like an, a Drakeland army camp is beyond that. Um, and you know from your previous battles that they have a massive army, and so uh, what you imagine is. Uh, you definitely don't want to call attention to that because there is no amount of uh, spell casting of, or hijinks that is going to get you through that army uh, if they decide to rain hell on you. All right. So don't cause like an avalanche to <laughs> disrupt their forces. <laughs> Check. <laughs> okay. He will fly back, you know, doing a nice casual glide nothing rushed uh, and taking kind of like a guilty moment just kind of to himself feeling the breeze underneath <laughs> him kind of just connecting again to to the planet where it just mm. almost like taking a smoke break where it's just been so much grief so much new input you know new party members really quick um He's still dealing kind of with the Ursika thing, and he knows Pippa uh, had like a really good point. And when they were talking, it was like, yeah, that made sense. But now that he's by himself, he's now questioning, like, no, I, I still don't think I'm ready. I, I don't know. I don't know. And he's kind of not used to pushing back on, on Pippa's advice either. Because she's kind of always been his unofficial mentor, you know, into the human world. Because, you know, man, uh, you know, OG adventures, Manette and um, even Odessa to the point almost encouraged kind of that, that wild side of him. And it was really Pippa, that kind of mentor. So he's always kind of taken her word, you know, as, you know, um, you know, Bible. Uh, no, it's it's been good advice, and he's, he's taken it to heart and gone with it. And it's never it's never steered him. You know, it's never steered in the wrong direction. But now it's that kind of uh, he's feeling his emotions, and that's really what's pushing back. Of well, I don't know. She doesn't know. She doesn't know. Uh, oh, what an interesting turning point in their relationship. Right? I'm excited Ooh. to redo our bonds. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> because during their talk, it was you know it it helped him. And, you know, with some validation of, of, you know, these talents, he's able to fly around because he's a servant. He's always been so proud of that. And Pippa communicated how proud and, you know, always happy that he was himself being, you know, changing, being a creature that changes form, a, a creature of the wild. But now there's that part of him that there's a form he just doesn't want to take. And he knows Pippa made a good point. It's going to keep them safe. But it, it's still that raw emotion of, I don't want to be that monster. Um, so, 
Um, so with that kind of just moment where he was kind of like stable, now just kind of that moment to himself where now that kind of doubt and his emotions are is still coming back and um, thinking, no, she doesn't. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And we'll fly back, uh, do a little kind of little bird hops next to the next to the party and shift back to um hybrid form again so usually he'll switch to neutral stances he'll travel as human and um but i think i said this last episode for pippa and manette to pick up on um bayani and fia again being pretty new this is him being on alert as far as like oh cool they're gonna join us but it's like (laughs) i don't know you uh the sort of thing i'm a (laughs) Uh, I'm not going to wear my sweatpants just yet. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to order salad on this date first. Uh, so he he switches straight from bird to hybrid form again. And just looks around to everybody. And their, their numbers are immense. Uh, they're on the other side, though. But uh, this is my findings. And he basically, you know, the movie where... The, there's no dialogue and there's music. But you could see the people talking, and it's uh-huh. basically relaying all the information. Yeah, <laughs> relaying yeah. all the intelligence that he was able to collect. And Angel, I just want to clarify, just in case, I because I, I have. Uh, did you fly any closer to the entrance at all? Uh, yeah, I wanted to do a. I only put one arrow, so I wanted to do a whole sweep. Uh, okay. around the circumference of it. Yeah. So uh, I will add this then. Uh, you you do fly in front of the palace gate. Uh, in front of the palace gate, you do see two guard towers. Uh, you see, you see uh, about six barbarian, Draclan barbarians. You know these. You've, you've fought them before. Okay. Uh, and, uh, and you do see another creature uh, standing behind. How close do you get to them? Um, I mean, if they're not eating, not too close. Like I said, if they were like eating something that it was crumbs, I would have kind of done like a bird thing and be like, oh, I want some of this. If not, <laughs> I'm going to pick maybe a vegetation that might be within um, anywhere from 60 to now that I have these eyes, um, maybe 60 to 120 feet and find vegetation, the nearest vegetation to like where I get a good vantage to start like pulling on weeds, digging kind of for worms while I'm observing them. Okay. I, I, I'll say um, you, you, uh, you, you do that. You land, you observe, you see the six Draclan barbarians behind. Uh, and let me, let me pull up my explanation for this area. So, uh, so as you see, this is the only way into the ivy glass. It it's just through the through this eastern wall of the palace. It's guarded by the six heavily armored Draclan barbarians and possibly another Draclan's creature. You kind of see them in the shadows a bit. Um, you can't get a good tell of what they are or who they are. You, you'd have to get closer to see them. Um, and behind that, there's this giant iron gate that is closed and barred. Um, you you realize after your inspection around this 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 whole uh this whole fortress that this is this is going to be your only way into the palace okay. uh as you fly up you kind of fly up in a direction and you go to fly over them and very briefly your invisibility disappears 
and then reappears and you realize you flew through a uh a detect invisibility sphere basically oh, where it like made you visible and then invisible so you can't yeah, just walk walking through oh, your that's, invisible uh, that's a smart i don't like that though. at all that was my whole plan <laughs> <laughs> uh and you know that it goes out about probably about 40 feet um okay. and uh yeah that's a, that's everything you get when you arrive back to your crew to team torta yeah just does the full full debrief um you know relaying as much as they can even what the barbarian's weapon armor type was just to, to any indication that you know as much as they could prepare so just the full debrief well uh, we'll, we'll approach the perimeter of the invisibility sphere anti-invisibility sphere while invisible watch for the basilisk patrol to make sure that that is both are as far as possible from our position and try and take them out quickly war hydras war hydras thank you yeah <laughs> i don't know why yeah. i said basilisk i'm a little messed up <laughs> it's because you're small i get it it's because i'm small my brain scrambled yeah abraxas <laughs> i'm not used to it the- Anti-invisibility sphere was uh, roughly 40 feet. 40 feet out. Is that right? Is that right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. I might be able to hang on to my invisibility and hang and hang out at the edge of it. Ooh, good. Good plan. And oh. still get some of my attacks in yeah. from there. Okay. Well, first order of business, as lovely as... Um, Feeling a little sneakier is at this size. I do think it's time for me to go big size. <laughs> well, as much as I think that you should give being this size more of a try uh, and see that <laughs> it has its advantages, I, I do agree with you for this particular fight. Uh, being unreasonably large is probably the way to go. Yes, I can just reach more things. You know, it, it would if we were sneaking in, I would stay small. But um, or I would say stay your size, I should say. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it is quite Appreciate nice. <laughs> <laughs> the correct size. <laughs> the correct size. <laughs> is the plan a full out assault, direct assault, charging in during our window, hit him hard, hit him fast, or is it use the window to... Uh, get the element of surprise and then hit him hard and hit him fast. <laughs> I would say window to get the element of surprise. So perhaps we could wait to make me large just as we reach that anti-invisibility sphere. Just so I have the additional advantage of being small still in case something goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I've I've been known to sneak. I can sneak much better as a uh, reduced person <laughs> so being invisible helps too so and being invisible will certainly help <laughs> <sighs> if only i good with if this? only i had cinder what's cinder i could just ri- my horse oh. i could just like ride straight in and like bowl all of them down for you well why but... didn't you bring your horse yeah it's like <sighs> It's a long story. Um, couldn't quite bring the horse into the shop, and you know, 
<sighs> if we a quick tangent, if we request the horse from Ziggy next time we place an order, will he have to give it to us? Uh, probably. <laughs> oh. Just something to keep this in the back burner. Thought. Something to keep in mind. <laughs> oh yeah, Good I'm sorry know. you're. I'm sorry you uh, had to leave your companion behind. That that must have been difficult. Uh, it, it was, but you know, it, it uh, had to be done. I finally escaped, so you know. <laughs> uh, as as you you two as Manette and Fia are talking about this, uh, you see your symbol on your shoulder glow a little bit, Manette, and all of a sudden a phantom spe- steed appears. Uh, Ooh, <laughs> Manette goes, "What the fuck?" Literally, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, jump out the Ooh. alert, bring out bring out the weapon. What? What? What is this? What? You, she starts like waving her shoulder around like wh- I don't I didn't do that. How did that What the you, fuck? Did that. You didn't tell why didn't you tell me you had a shoulder horse? <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea about the shoulder horse. This is this is brand new to me. <sighs> uh, well, uh do you, do you care if I uh ride this this beauty into battle no not at all i mean this must be a, a gift from kepri uh, well kepri is kind and generous and uh yes a fantastic god to follow i must say uh, <laughs> okay well before we get into manette attempting to evangelize god, it's probably time to get this show on the road Oh this is the, oh. this is the one time Phantom Steed uh, appearance, by the way. Uh, Thanks, Dustin. Uh, that's fun. <laughs> the terrain, it funny. It's a good and the terrain is snowy and icy, right? Or is it somewhere? more ice than snow? snow but yes. Okay. Uh, so so it is a little slippery. It is a little. Uh, so you might need to set up for mm-hmm. uh, yeah, dealing that was, with terrain. So um, question. I know. Well, I know for the most of us, if. Um, Fia, how are you with? Uh, well, it doesn't look like you're. Well, it looks like you're decently prepared for for this wonderful weather. But uh, how how are you? Uh, how's your footwork? You know what I'm. You know what I'm talking about. He does like very deft steps. You know, around <laughs> the ice, and if there's any snow, you know, not leaving any footprints. Uh, full on elf mode. <laughs> I always call it elf mode, where he's very deft on the snow. Um, where I'm picturing everybody else is kind of like maybe like ankle deep or what have you. How's how's your Arctic footwork? Is that something? Well, uh, I haven't spent. I know you much don't have magic. With a big smile, I know you don't <laughs> have magic. He thinks that's so awesome. I don't. Uh, you know, if I'm if I'm riding this this here horse. Uh, also, minute. What should I call the horse? What do you what, what do you think? Ooh, ooh. I want to look up. Like I need to look up. Um. <laughs> Bucephalus. <laughs> <laughs> Name it like um, the Kentucky Derby horses. Yes! Secretary. Oh my god. Secretary fun. <laughs> Man of War. Mustard plug. Oh, name him Bayani. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, if I raid Bayani into battle, ah! uh, I won't need to worry so much about the snow. <laughs> also, uh, Somewhere along the line, I can—I acquired some piece of equipment. I don't know what that allows me to fly, um, so I shouldn't need to worry about that. 
All right. Uh, uh, the cold, kind of, it's it is pretty chilly. Um, not really dressed for it, but I uh, look. I never really seem to take lots of damage over time. It just goes <laughs> away, whatever happens to me. So oh, that's interesting. <laughs> now that's a handy. I don't understand, but okay. I've, I've got a tough oh, hide myself. Oh. Mine's more of the preventative. Uh, once <laughs> once I'm injured, it, it tends to stick. Um, all right. Well, fortune favors are prepared. He takes out his feather step wand and just kind of as a backup. We'll tap everybody, including the horse. I would like to suggest, Pippa, since you can stay invisible, you fly over to the other side and get something of a flank. That will also keep them on their toes because they'll see us charging in from one side and not expect your attacks from the other. Um, Manette and Pippa, roll me an intelligent check. Ooh, oh, okay. Oh, very excited. First roll of the game. Also, I got, uh, uh, Kelsey got me these um, actual like little dice potion things oh, for my birthday this year. How cool. And I haven't gotten a chance to use them yet. And so they like, you just tip them upside Oof. down and it's all sparkly and pretty and it rolls. Oh, fine. that's it rolled fun. badly, But it does do that. <laughs> <laughs> I got a 15. At least it's sparkly when the roll is, you know, the roll is bad, but you're like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I can't be too mad because it's so sparkly. Um, <laughs> is there like a specific, you just, you just wanted to make, us to make just a flat intelligence check, Dustin? Yeah. All righty. <laughs> that, uh, that's going to be a 13 for me, dog. What about Manette? Oh, 15. Great. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give uh, Pippa's a plus two for Manette because you all are talking about what Abraxas discussed. You're not entirely, you're entirely not convinced that these Draklin army guys might not be the smartest people in the group. Uh, mm-hmm. And that just approaching them and uh, diplomatizing your way past the situation might be an option. Um, I always forget that we can talk to them. <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> in this case, it doesn't feel because it is such a like nasty it's a place we're in. Fortress, like it just yeah, but but it's a guarded fortress, and but as far uh, the sorcerer may have notified them, but you don't know what that sorcerer is doing. Uh, it True. seems to like to play games, so uh, it might. It might, you know, but that's the only real thing. Uh, as far as they know, they have no idea. There's no, no communication got back to Rax about the war uh, that you got the invasion, uh, you all repelling the invasion. So as far as they know, you might be um, a part of, of the Drakeland army that were like hired guns, mercenaries, or you okay. might be reporting back to them. So there's, there's any number of things you are relatively unknown to these people right now okay we bandy that back and forth and i I would think after we've uh sort of considered it together that is go ahead uh, i was just gonna say uh like if if we were kind of like role-playing the banding it back and forth yeah yeah a little a little bit um 
Like that is a, I feel like that's a riskier plan, but potentially better rewards. Well, what we could do is you still stay invisible, fly over to the other side as planned. I go in solo. Oh, I'm just a little, it's just me. Hi. Hi. Um, <laughs> I'm so tiny. <laughs> I'm here to, de- I'm here defecting from the, the other army. I have intelligence that, you know, your racks might want. And then that's how we sneak past. I say, I have friends. They're, you know, they don't want to approach until they feel that it's safe. So I've come as our, our representative. I have info. Why don't you let us by? <laughs> you you approaching them on your own? Well, we have, you know, all of you at the ready on the sides. Uh, Bayani can do some long range stuff. I know you can, Abraxas. Fia, maybe you could come with me. Oh, yeah, I'm more than happy to. Though, uh, I'd be more than happy to to just beat the shit out of them if I could. Oh, yeah, what you did. <laughs> okay, so that is, that's my preferred well, form of diplomacy. That's, that's still only... a very likely outcome, so. Yes, and, and uh, you know, should my attempt to cajole them fail, then, of course, we will engage in combat. But if we can spare ourselves potential injury and, you know, spell weariness, things like that. Um, it might behoove okay, us so to try and approach this a little smarter. Plan A. Uh, suppose. Talk our way in. Uh, plan B. Um, beat the ever-living shit out of them. Oh, like giving okay. a thumbs up to Fia. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I have learned uh, you know, words. Uh, there's a magic to words and they serve as weapons sometimes, I suppose. No harm in trying, and oh, uh, little ears ears perk up. Well, don't we have Melcinder's blade? If necessary, we could even use that as a look. Uh, Melcinder himself has provided us this as uh, identification, so you may recognize us as uh, as legitimate. I, I can't imagine that any of these people would. Uh, picture them losing um, much less getting eaten um, so I think that might that might add to our legitimacy I think maybe I think the the only issue being the invisible sorcerer may very well have uh, returned and already given word of oh, Malcinder's passing they did have a head start they turned tail in combat that's right Oh gosh, I don't know. They they may be at full alert. Um I'll back up I'll back up your plan. Another possibility. Um I do have the ability to alter my to alter my own form now, not as a dramatically as a Braxis, but I have been watching you and trying to learn oh. some of how you some of how you do it when we meditate together. Uh I can't take an animal form, but I can transform myself into a into a fairly convincing looking member of like one of the species that makes up this army, uh, oh. who they may not be looking for. And, uh, I'll, I could, do, uh, I do realize that lately, uh, 
Well, I'm out of practice with sweet talking my way uh, out of difficult situations. You're actually, she gestures at Manette, probably better than me at that right now. So, so it would make, it would make more, it could possibly still make sense for you to do it. But uh, I have been itching to try out this spell. Hey, uh, you're still plenty adept with your words, my friend. Uh, I think that's an excellent idea. If If all are, on board, we could be led in perhaps as fake prisoners, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Right now, yeah. I'm trying. Uh, Potentially myself and Abraxas uh, uh, could, because I think you look, you can also transform into something more of this, uh, of this world. Indeed. Or at least stay in this form, which would, I think, still be pretty convincing. I suppose they'd recognize me as an adlet. <laughs> yeah, they might think you're a kind of weaselly adlet that joined their army. Maybe. <laughs> what if uh, this? What if you just turned into one of those uh, weed dragon things? Mm. Oh, I. Uh, I don't know. They can do dragon. I could. I like could a dragon kid. Oh no, my. Uh, my magics don't work like that. I can, I can pull off a ice elemental. I could even pull off a horse. Ooh, you, you ice hear? elemental! You could pretend to be at uh, Pippa's uh, behest. Argentea can assume the form of a dragonkin, and she can also uh, escort the prisoners, as it were. Sure. Well, except Argentea does not talk. Uh, uh, she doesn't does have all the talking. She yeah. just stand the there time. and look menacing. So yeah. So are you? So are you going on top of Argentea as Pippa? Or are you going on top of Pippa? Or Argentea as uh, something else? Something else. All right. I think this is a fun idea. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes so, it's okay to have fun when doing deadly missions. <laughs> oh yeah, I heard. And then uh, all else fails. Argentea will just barf acid on him, and we'll. Uh, Sure. You know, yeah, and we, we all outfight. Just, you know, uh, please do be ready to make me big. I don't think we should lead me in while big. You can dismiss prisoner. that at any time, Miss Manette. Oh, I can. Oh, yeah. well, I rescind that statement. <laughs> <laughs> do it yourself. <laughs> all right, so uh, Ice Elemental, horse. I could even sneak in as a rat just to let you know I can... I can do tiny Ooh, rat. rat. Dirty rat. I can do tiny. Can you turn Bionni into a rat? Oh, no. You do I that just, to a uh, holy figure? To a magic sister. <laughs> sister Bionni. The magics only work for myself. Uh, I oh. see. And by tiny, I mean a more reasonable size. You know, looking at... <laughs> <laughs> She she smiles at you. She's like, "Well, unfortunately for me, uh, assuming are, is are they are they still called Rhyphorians and Pathfinder? The, yeah, or is it like a, or is it like a Winterborn Triaxian or something? No, it's Rhyphorian, I believe. Still, okay. Yeah. Like, well, uh, I'm actually going to have to assume a less reasonable size myself for this particular caper. Oh. Fun. So I'm. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to become a huge giant. Not as huge as Manette, but someone who's far too tall for my own comfort. Don't get dizzy up there. I will do my best, but it will be difficult. 
<laughs> so you're able to avoid the patrol with no problem because you got the timing down thanks to Abraxas. Uh, and you stand there and let me let me get you guys here real quick. Uh, what are you going in as, Angel? I'll go in as an adlet, so I guess myself. Can I, can I move myself? I guess I really am a prisoner. Despite <laughs> <laughs> all your rage, you are still just a rat in a cage. Indeed. I am raging, by the way. Um, just so you're aware, <laughs> Fiat never stops raging. That's, um, that's my what? secret. <laughs> I'm always saying. Never no, so stop I have... raging. Okay. So uh, <laughs> off camera thing while this all gets set up. Um, Fia has a particular archetype that allows her to continue raging as long as she's taking fire damage. Basically, I have 31 rounds of rage per day. But if I take fire damage at any point, I regain a round of rage. And as long as I'm raging, I'm constantly gaining plus two hit points, temporary hit points every round up to my maximum. So I I have the little fire thing on my face that's constantly like dealing like one point past whatever my like if any of you were to touch that, you yourselves would hurt. Get like five (laughs) points of fire damage or something. Oh damn. Okay. (laughs) That is clever. Okay. So uh, feel free to change you guys selves around a little bit. I just placed you guys on the field directly. Uh, As you approach, uh, you see Pippa on her, not disguised as Pippa, or just uh, disguised as a Raforian. Yeah. On top of her dragonkin, uh, Argentea Argentea in dragonkin form. With her creepy little uh, uh, Pippa head on it. On yeah, I'm excited. To, I'm excited to see how I manage to explain that one away. If they ask, <laughs> uh, <laughs> she does not look like a typical dragon can. <laughs> uh, so you approach, and as you approach, you see the guards, the barbarians, tense up like they're you know ready to defend. Uh, and out of the shadows, approach a creature with a milky white eyes and you know this as you've seen this before this is an oracle uh see this is a seer you have fought these a seer before and as you approach pippa your illusion melts off of you <gasps> it's it's not an s- illusion i literally transformed myself oh you it's transformed not an yourself? illusion it's a polymorph. Oh. It's a transmutation. Sorry, buddy. Ooh, polymorph. <laughs> uh, let me double check. Hey. When, when, I, when I say that she's been watching, that she's been watching and learning from Abraxas, she literally has. Like, Oh, well <laughs> done. Oh, that's such uh, a good thing for like uh, counter things like this where they're like illusion based. You're actually. Oh, that's I actually awesome. transformed. Awesome. Oh, excuse me. Uh, let me let me look up the rules for dispel magic real quick. Also, I love how we let Dustin trap us into thinking right? that we were only going to talk to the stupid guys. Uh, you totally, <laughs> if you hadn't done the, like, if you hadn't done this and just come up as yourself, you actually could have. It it was the, it was the thing that, and you still might be able to. I'm not saying Too that it's Too tricky for our own over. good. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Overpreparers. Uh, I should have said what I wanted to, which is. Uh, it seems like a lot of you are real planners. I, I've never quite known how to do that. I just kind of run headlong into things. <laughs> Usually our plans go to shit anyway. 
that goes well till it don't anymore, and then you never. I'm trying to be. So y'all, I'm trying to be a little more like open to you guys doing other things other than just fighting, uh, especially I, in a battle-heavy place like this place. So just keep that. I, in I know, mind. man. I, that that was that was not a comment directed at you. That was a comment directed directed at us. Like, I, oh yeah, you're 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 all good. I was making fun of us. No, no, yeah. I was just letting you guys know because in the past I have been much more like like no, this is a battle fight. This is a this fight. I'm trying not to be that way anymore. Uh, okay. So I'm letting I'm letting you guys know you can loosen up around that no. stuff a little bit more. I appreciated uh, the hint. Like I thought like yeah. that was a fun, and I think this is a more fun way to do it. Like I'm glad Absolutely. I'm glad we settled on this. This is way more fun, but also yeah. a little bit like oh shit. Of course it wasn't only the dummies at the door. <laughs> We're still gonna kick ass if we have to, you know. So hell, fucking yeah, we are. I ain't scared. I ain't scared. Where's <laughs> Kurt? I have a new spear, bitch. I have a new. And the eye. will to use it. And the will to use it. Horus is with me. I mean, no, not Horus. Raw. <laughs> His uh, weapon of choice in Pathfinder is a spear. I have never used Kepri's holy weapon, which is a sling, because I'm like, nah, that's lame. A sling. <laughs> uh, what's your spell cast? What's your spellcaster level uh, there, Pippa? Okay, my spellcaster level is uh, nine. So that's roll okay. a d twenty plus nine. Don't fail me, mana potion. <laughs> not terrible it almost was a one i could oh. see it coming up but it was starting to angle and i'm like ah! <laughs> <laughs> what'd you get there pippa 22 okay it actually stays so uh as you approach you see this creature with white eyes and you all have seen this creature before this is a, a, a ice seer you have bought them before and it steps out of the shadows and goes what brings you to this lair the fantastic worlds podcast oh is a fantastic world production <laughs> we hope you enjoyed the show i'm just a second i'm looking on the wrong thing i was so ready <laughs> I know. I know. I was like, I'm, I've got a lot of nervous energy that I don't know what I was to like do leaning with now. Forward. <laughs> yeah. The Fantastic Worlds podcast is brought to you by the Fantastic by by Fantastic Worlds Productions. Thank you for tuning in. If you're a fan of the show and want to connect with other members of the FWP community, you can do so by joining the conversation on Discord and Reddit, or following us on Facebook, Twi- Twitter, and Instagram. In addition to the Fantastic Worlds podcast, we've also also produced two other shows, Far Beyond the Stars, a space opera. And we produced one, two other shows, Far Beyond the Stars, a space opera featuring the, the Fly Free or Die Adventure Path and Fairy Tale Fix. All links to everything I mentioned can be found on our website, fantasticworldspod.com. I am an ind- as an independent group, we rely on support of listeners like you. If you could help us continue our amazing content, consider becoming our patron at fantasticworlds.cash. I am Dustin, your game shafter. You can find me at Dustin Alexander on the social medias. Oh, it's me. Uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm Abby, and you can find me at Bonanza Famine. 
This is Angel. I can be reached at Espinoza916. This is Jess. You can find me at Hank the Clank. This is Good Gay Logan. You can find me at <laughs> Mainman08. This is Heidi. You can find me at Vamahillion. Uh, theme song of our show was composed and performed by Amy Hawkinson. If you enjoyed this episode, please can share it, consider sharing it with friends and family who you think may also enjoy it. Until next time, have many fantastic adventures. Clong! The Fantastic Worlds podcast is a Fantastic Worlds production and an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. The Pathfinder Adventure Path Reign of Winter is a trademark of Paizo, copyright 2013. All Paizo content in this podcast is used with permission. And guided by Bark Narla. Wasn't it Bark Narla? Wasn't it Bark? Yeah. Yes. I I think I added the R because it was a wolf. wolf. Bark. (laughs) Bark, 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 Narla. Microaggression. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? You already have a rough life, Dustin. How discourteous of me. <laughs> Woof. You oh. hear overhead, Dragonkin are part of the OGL and no longer part of anything. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Damn you, gods! They're the dark gods. (laughs) Every time I eat a Trisket, I feel myself turning into a Droger. (laughs) It's like instantly dehydrating. Uh Mummify my ass.